0: praise god for another day to maximize kev here with the excuse me podcast excuse me it's all about jesus let us jump in y'all know what day it is today is wednesday so we come with the charleston and life principle we have done done seven so far today we're going to look at life principle number eight and it says fight all your battles on your knees and you will win every time again i say talking about prayer fight all your battles on your knees and you win every time the scripture is going to come from second samuel chapter 15 verse 31 now david had been told ahithophel is among the conspirators of absalom so david prayed this is what he prayed lord turn ahithophel's counsel into foolishness second samuel chapter 15 verse 31 Key portion of that verse in verse 31 is So David prayed. The term resistance movement describes situations in which oppressed people rise up against their oppressors. Resistance fighters take the stance I'm not going to stand idly by and continue this, continue and allow this evil to continue. I choose to resist the wrongs. Let me say that again. I'm not going to stand idly by and allow this evil to continue. I choose to resist the wrongs. Whether I live or die in resisting my oppressor, I will no longer live as I have been. Resistance in prayer is the biblical approach to confronting and overcoming the devil. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5, verse 9, resist him steadfast in the faith. And then James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8 says this, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. A little bit quick sidebar. Notice how it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Sometimes we quote this as saying, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But we have never submitted to God. Again, submission, prayer. Both Peter and James make clear that we are to actively resist evil through our perseverance in prayer on the surface resistance may appear to be passive and i think that's one reason why so many people don't necessarily move first and initially into prayer because they think it's, it's not an active movement it's a very passive movement and that could be nowhere no farther from the truth than what it really is in practice it is anything but passive it is an active stance both intentional and powerful. What would you do if a weight began to press against you, attempting to push you off a position that is rightfully yours? How would you resist? You would lean into the weight and press back. I mean, put your weight behind it. The pressure you exert would equal or exceed the pressure exerted against you. That's a posture of resistance, that's a posture of prayer, that's the power of prayer. Power is the ability to overcome adversity. We talked about adversity last week in life principle number seven. So now we have this power against that adversary, adversity with prayer. So when adversity may strike, the power is available in prayer. Resistance is first and foremost a firm decision to join the struggle against evil in prayer, rather than turning away, backing off, or retreating. Now, have you done any of those instead of praying? Such resistance takes strength and courage. It also takes patience and persistence. How many of us have maybe been patient, but not persistent in prayer? How many of us have have some perseverance and continually go to pray, but we're not patient with it? We want it to happen right now. But look at what Luke said. Luke includes a parable designed to teach us that we always ought to pray and not lose heart. Referring to the woman and the judge in Luke chapter 18, starting in verse one and following. Peter and James pointed two key words at the heart of our ability to resist the devil through our prayers. Submission to God and faith. Submission to God is saying, I can't, but you can. Just say that with me real quick. I can't, but God, you can. And better yet, say it this way. God, you can when I can't. It's admitting our inabilities, as difficult as that may be for some, because pride will rise up. In our battlefield prayers, we might say, Lord, I can't defeat this devil on my own, but with you, I can. This is the position that that apostle Paul took when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4, 13. Now this, another scripture has more or less been used in many different avenues and different ways. You may have seen it tattooed on somebody's arm at the gym or who knows, but this scripture is very important when it comes to prayer. It's admitting that God can do all things according to his will and his purpose through us. Once he gives us the strength to do it, not to do whatever we want to do and then put a tagline on of Christ. All right. James taught that submission occurs when we seek to develop a closer relationship to God. As we spend time with God, we get to know him better and discover how he wants us to overcome evil and experience blessing. So this close relationship reminds me when I used to fly in the Air Force and we were refueled airplanes. When I first started flying, I didn't have a lot of relationship with my job, so I was very cautious when it came to different things uh, around the airplane and when I was doing my job while we were in flight. But I remember one time an airplane got underneath our airplane. The airplane had, became too far forward in what I would call the refueling envelope, and I could not see him any longer. Now, when I first started flying, my automatic response would what for me to be called a breakaway and a breakaway over the radio tells me tells the crew rather that I'm telling them to get away from this other airplane and we start a, a very slow ascension away up away from the airplane that's below us but i knew if i called a breakaway in this moment that we would call a tail swap and our our airplane would start to ascend while he maintained his flight level and we would run into run into each other so with that being said i grew a relationship knowing the dynamics of what was going on And that closeness allowed me to overcome the situation in spite of how dangerous it really was. And it didn't make me a hero. It just reminded me of how God will endow us through relationship with him to overcome situations that try to overcome us. Notice, we draw near to God through prayer and by spending time in his word. I drew near to the situation by spending time doing the job and knowing what the books were saying and how to use those situations to my best ability. Just like in your life. There are certain things that only God can do through prayer in your life, but you're not spending time with him and in his word, so your prayer life is lacking. We have to draw near to God when we set aside time solely to listen to God and to wait until wait upon him rather, for direction and guidance. Prayer time is not just me going to God and telling him what I want, it's me hanging around long enough to see what he wants me to do about what I want to do. We draw near to God when we period- periodically shut ourselves away, closing off all all other influences that might distract us from knowing him better look the better we know him the more we see his awesome power experience his vast love and learn from his wisdom and grow in our faith we come to even greater realization that yes god can defeat the devil on my behalf yes god can win any conflict with the devil Yes, God does want me to be able to overcome my adversity and to live in victory in Christ Jesus. Faith is saying to God, I believe you will. In our battle to overcome the enemy, we might pray this way. Lord, I believe you. You will defeat the enemy and cause him to flee from me as I resist him and put my trust in you. Again and again, David made this declaration of faith in the Lord. This is the declaration from Psalm 25 and 2, also in Psalm 31 and 6, 55 and 23, 56 and 3, and Psalm 143 and 8. He said this, Oh my God, I trust in you. Have you ever started a prayer that way? Oh my God, I trust in you. At the end of your prayer, say, Oh my God, I trust in you. You see, mature faith views a battle as being done and God gaining the victory. You may not be there, but that doesn't mean you can't grow and get to that place of maturity if you keep at it. Remember, persistence, persevering, patience. When David said, I trust in you, he meant it is done. Lord, you are perfect in nature. You do all things well and you have victory over all of my enemies. He had absolute faith in God's ability. There was no hint of, well, I hope you will, because David knew it was good as done. We grow in faith by exercising it, by trusting God in situation after situation, circumstance after circumstance, relationship after relationship. We develop a personal history in which we obey God and he remains faithful in his loving care of us. It is impossible for you to resist the devil For very long, if you do not believe that Jesus Christ, through you, can and will defeat the devil. Furthermore, you can remain firm in your faith only when you completely submit to God in all areas of your life. Now, let me go a little little bit off script right here. This is something that I think many of us struggle with. We trust God in certain areas and in certain other areas we hold close to the chest, if you will. We don't let God get into that. We trust them with our finances, but not with our kids. We trust them with our kids, but maybe not with our spouse. And God is a God of completeness, a God of wholeness. He wants to touch every area of your life. And when you refuse to submit a problem or area to the Lord, you're saying, I can handle this. I don't need your help. And guess what? God being a gentleman, that help is not there. Not because it's not there to be taken, is the fact that you're not taking it. And through pride or presupposition or whatever it may be, you don't receive it. And that's precisely what Satan wants you to do. Trust your ability and not in the omnipotent God, the all-powerful God, the all-knowing God, the ever-present God. It is also the place where he will level his greatest attack against you. You ever notice that? The area you don't give, give unto God is where Satan continues to attack you in. You know, I say this and I say it kind of often to myself that praying is free, but it costs me when I don't pray. See, this is the good news that we have in God and he has given us. He's given us all this measure of faith to develop, to develop this faith in him that we can go to him while it's free and it doesn't cost us anything right now. He also gives us the ability to trust him and surrender our lives to him. We can stand firm and resist the enemy but only by the power of God. He is the one who hears our prayers and rushes to our defense. You know what? When we pray, Satan flees. Praise God. This has been Charles Stanley, Life Principle Number 8, MTM Podcast. I'm going to read the statement again in your hearing. Again, we looked at 2 Samuel 15, verse 31, and the statement is, Fight all your battles on your knees and you win every time. Fight all your battles on your knees, and you win every time. Remember, maximize a moment. Every moment I maximize is a moment minimized, and we cannot afford to minimize a moment. Y'all be blessed, y'all be encouraged, and continue to pray.